This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons, tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Excuse me, folks. I didn't mean to cough in your ears. I thought I had my uh, mute button on. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, welcome back. We're live here today, Wednesday, February. Let me double check here. 21st, 2024. Living in another time zone can be difficult sometimes, especially when I'm synchronizing the East Coast time. I've got to worry about time zone changes. We've got another one coming up in about two weeks. And then I have international guests in their own time zones. So you can imagine a lot of mental gymnastics. But I used to be a media buyer years ago, and uh, I would buy um, television time for infomercials primarily. Did that about four years. Had a small company. Also, where I brokered time to uh, some religious clients. Then I worked for another firm and uh, ended my career in media buying back in 2003. 2003, wow, it's been a long time ago. But I used to have markets. And when I would uh, buy time, I'd have to be cognizant of the time zone that I'm placing the uh, buy in. And remember what the local time was, and then we would get um, media reports, and I'd have to convert um, time periods to East Coast time. And yeah, I got real good at time zones. When I worked for the U.S. government for six and a half years, also got uh, up to speed on a lot of the military acronyms. I used to have dozens of little post-it notes all over my screen to help me with memorization, and as Time would go on, I'd memorize it, and then I'd rip the uh, note off and be committed to memory. Picked up a few skills along the way. I'm great at organization of papers. If you would see my desk, I'd have like 12 inbox trays. Everything in its own sorted place. I can be uh, organized at times. 
and then other times I can be kind of sloppy. Okay. But I have an uncle. I don't know if, he's not tuning in tonight. I wish he was, but uh, he is the most organized man you've ever seen. He was in the military for a while, got out, and uh, he was never the same. He was so organized, the neatest guy you've ever met. Super neat, organized. Nothing's out of place. That's Uncle Tony. Uncle Tony was also a stunt writer, amateur, but he could do things that others have never really done before, except for a handful. He could get a motorcycle up to speed about 60 miles an hour and stand up on the seat. Now, this was in the 70s. I saw him do this. And just balance himself perfectly and the bike like he was surfing the bike. He could surf a motorcycle right down the street. That is pretty amazing. Okay. Let me get on track, though. I didn't come to reminisce. Okay, let's pray. Father, Yehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ tonight over each one of us. I lift up to you right now, Father God, a urgent prayer request. There's a sister, Aaliyah, in Columbia, who got sick, and she's in intensive care right now. God, you know all about her. We stand in the gap for her. We ask that you would forgive her of her sins. Pour out your goodness, mercy, and grace on her savor right now. We rebuke the spirit of death and destruction. She will not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, save her. Have mercy on her. Loose your ministry angels to touch her right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we command her to be healed. And we rebuke that virus. Whatever has grabbed hold of her, command to go in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Be healed. Father God, bless this program today. We invite the Holy Spirit of God to come. God, guide and direct us in your steps. Heal us and protect us. We pray this tonight. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, praise God, folks. It's good to be here. And uh, it's been kind of an interesting week. I've been seeing 666 everywhere. Saw it online yesterday. I was on a scooter, riding on the scooter taxi. You all are familiar with Uber. It's called Grab or Gojack over here. And um, you can order a scooter taxi. Can you imagine that in America? <laughs> Could you imagine people riding down the road on scooters? They do it here. More than cars. And I was on the back of this scooter. It's half price, so I like to go with scooter and get a little bit of sun, too. And I came right behind this uh, car, and it said, six, it said uh, the license plate was DK for Jakarta, 666 space UFO. Now, what's that about? I see people all the time riding around with pentagrams on their backs. Now, these are youth. I was at a store recently to buy a notebook, and I was over in the kids' section where you buy some uh, school supplies and stuff, and I grabbed a notebook and looked at it. There was 666 on it. Now, some of this is, you know, uh, determined by the enemy to try to infiltrate society. 
and influence the young and the youth. You know, look at all the youth watching these hip-hop stars. You know who I'm talking about out there. What What's that uh, blonde-haired girl's name from Nashville? Everybody's talking about her. A lot of occultism in her videos. See, I don't listen to her music, so I forgot her name. But you know who I'm talking about? She was at the Super Bowl with her friend, apparently drinking, and she had one of the Spice Girls up there with an orange hair, an upside-down cross, and doing um, satanic signs with their fingers. What's that about? There was a big debate on True Entertainment, or Value, Enta- Value Entertainment Program, whether that lady was actually casting curses down on the Super Bowl teams. I wouldn't put it past these people. And that lady's probably a dyke on top of that. You know what I'm talking about, a lesbian. I don't know of any man that would date a woman with orange hair. So she's probably a lesbian on top of all the other stuff. A lot of these people are twisted like that. I'm just saying. This is sickness that's going on out there. Dem- d- demonic. I was at a kid's store some months ago looking for a gift for Jeremiah and Jude and Jemima. This little craft shop. And I found something and I got up to the um, cashier and they had a basket of uh, stickers you could buy for kids. And I saw one, and it was a uh, go to Baphomet in the shape of a race car with wheels, but the body of it was the goat of Baphomet. You could see it was the goat, deliberately. Why they put wheels on it, I don't know. Maybe to attract a kid. Looked like fun. Who makes this stuff up? Our society is, Taylor Swift is her name, and she's swiftly on her way to hell if she does not repent tonight. You can't do that wickedness. You can't be engaged in fornication and make it to heaven. The fearful, the cowardly, the effeminate, the adulterers, the drunkards, the fornicators will not inherit the kingdom of God unless they repent, unless you and I repent. I committed some of those sins. Thankfully not all of them, but fornicated and adulterated I had to repent I've also been fearful Lord Jesus forgive me and he will that's the good news tonight but we cannot continue in our sin and think we're going to get a pass we won't we'll get that pass that you get on the monopoly board go straight to jail do not pass go do not collect $200 hell is a jail if nobody has ever told you that before. The biggest jail on planet earth is in the bowels of the earth. And if people die and they don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, they go immediately into hell. Into the holding tanks down there. And there's no human rights down there, no Geneva Code. These jails in cell and these jail cells in hell are worse than anything you could find above the earth, and there have been some pretty bad places on this planet top Devil's Island that place over in Afghanistan where people were tortured rendition locations which are dark sites run by CIA and other governments you disappear into those you may never surface again they torture people there are people that are adept at torture the Nazis were infamous for it 
The Assyrians were infamous for it thousands of years ago. There are people doing it right now in the name of freedom. Torture. Where do you think those ideas come from? The very demons inside of these people. You can't tell me that you can torture a person and not be demonized. Demons come to kill, steal, destroy. Tortured enough, you are destroyed. The Roman Catholic Church and the Jesuits and the Franciscan Order, they tortured a lot of people during the Inquisition. I believe it's coming back during the Tribulation period. The late Scott Lathrop. During a military stint that he did, went down in the ocean. He was captured by a foreign nation and he was tortured. He said when he came out of there, he had lost uh, some of his height and his shoe size was smaller than before. That's a man that knew about being tortured by this, you know, for, for America, by foreign powers. He never spoke about that on the program, but he's with the Lord now, so I'll share that detail. He was a decorated man. We're going to miss Prophet Scott. Where am I going with this story? You don't want to miss Evan. It's been a very interesting week. And then praise God. Today I just saw 777. Now, you say, (laughs) this may be trivial. Well, it's not trivial to me. I said, what is going on here? Where I look, there's darkness. But Jesus, but God, and the saints out there that will let themselves be reflectors of the light of the Lord Jesus Christ inside of them. We're to let our light shine. Just like a beacon in the night, the lighthouse that they used to have for ships that would be coming in to guide them home. There's people out there dying. This lady in Columbia dying. That's why we stood in the gap with her for her, that the Lord will spare her. I don't know if she knows Jesus or not. And that's our whole mission down here, to stand in the gap from our, our brethren humans on this planet win who we can for for Jesus he that wins souls is wise yes you can win a soul for Jesus we don't save the person Christ saves them but we can win them for the Lord Jesus Christ I think I was uh, 12 when I witnessed to a friend and he received Jesus his Lord and Savior Went home to my grandmother. I said, Grandmother, I saved somebody today. Son, you didn't save anybody. That was Jesus. That's right. But I did win him for the Lord. And the Lord heard that prayer. He was a young Peruvian boy. Friend at school. And he had a uh, Atari 5200 game machine. Which was the jumbo version of the 2600. Great graphics. I know where he's at today, but all heaven rejoiced at one 
lost sinner, come to Christ. Well, praise God. We walk by faith and not by sight. My grandfather would tell me, we don't walk by our feelings. Some days I don't feel saved. I said, Lord, I just don't feel right. What's wrong? And then I will pray, and Lord, forgive me for all my sins, known and unknown. Back to the very first thought, word, deed, gesture, and action. In Jesus' name. Not saying I'm walking in a, a willful sin, but you know, just if I just went by the way I feel, felt some days, or some days were going, I'm saying, Lord, what's going on here? I don't hear from the Lord like I like some people say they do. He doesn't talk to me every day. I wish I did hear from the Lord every day. I want that kind of relationship. We'll probably never have the relationship that Adam and Eve had until we meet Jesus. Because the Lord used to walk with them in the cool of the day. We are living in dark times though. The Bible talks about there is a famine. Not of food, but of the word of God. Yeah, there's a lot of churches, some on every corner in certain cities, but are they all worshiping Jesus Christ or are some of them worshiping another Jesus, another gospel? Are they preparing people to endure the end? That's why I resolved in mind, I don't care how I feel. Because if I go by my feelings, I can be deceived. We walk by faith and not by sight. And I'm going to believe the word of God and what is written. That is what I'm going to put my faith and trust in, not how I feel on a particular day. Praise the Lord. And I do, I want more of the Lord. More dreams. Visions. Night visions. I haven't had a night vision, I don't think, but I have heard from the Lord in dreams through his word through the prophetic word going to have to find a new prophet now the prophet Samuel has died prophet Scott Lathrop to me was prophet Samuel he's gone sure I'm going to miss him before that it was my grandmother she was a true prophetess and I don't take people on their their word old I'm a prophet are you we shall see let every word be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses there's a lot of people that say there are a lot of things but it doesn't mean God agrees with them some people just identify they'd say I identify as a prophet I'm an apostle are you did did God call you were you chosen many are called few are chosen and then we still got to be faithful. Called, chosen, faithful. Some are called, some are chosen, and some are not faithful and, don't, and shipwreck. Big difference here. But I praise God for His Word. His Word is precious. And I thank God for His promises. I'm going to hang on to them. Again, walk by faith and not by sight or how you feel. 
1 Samuel chapter 28. And it came to pass in those days that the Philistines gathered their armies together for warfare to fight with Israel. And Achish said unto David, Now remember, David is at this time, I think, with 600 of his men. He's got his two wives. They're over there in the territory of the Philistines. And they have been given quarter. And the king, Achish, kind of marvels at this. You know, this mighty man of valor, valor, son-in-law to King Saul of Israel, has come over here to take shelter because Saul's trying to hunt him down and kill him. And he thinks, you know, I'll keep this guy forever. Because in the interim David has been there, he's already went out and destroyed many of the uh, enemies of both Israel and and competition to the Philistine king. So now the day has come where the Philistines are going to go up against Israel. And Achish wants to see if David will go out with him against his whole nation. Achish said unto David, Know thou assuredly that thou shalt go out with me to battle, thou and thy men. David said to Achish, Surely thou shalt know what thy servant can do. And Achish said to David, Therefore will I make thee keeper of mine head forever. Now Samuel was dead, and all Israel lamented him, and buried him in Ramah, even in his own city. And Saul had put away those that had familiar spirits, and the wizards out of the land. Now that was a good move. And the Philistines gathered to get themselves together, and came and pitched in Shunem. And Saul gathered all Israel together, and they pitched in Gilboa. And when Saul saw that the host of the Philistines, he saw them rather, he was afraid, and his heart greatly trembled. Had been a massive army out there. He doesn't have the prophet of the Lord. He's already disobeyed God multiple times. He's already been told that he's going to lose the kingdom and it's going to go to another, not his son, Jonathan, but to David. And when Saul inquired of Yahovah, Yahovah answered him not. That has got to be a horrible position to be in. Neither by dreams, nor by Urim. Those were the stones that were on the, uh, excuse me, they were the stones that were on the breastplate of the high priest, but then there were, I guess, two of these special stones that you could hold in your hands and ask God, and he would give you like a yes-no answer. You'd open them up, and something would happen that the prophet could discern. So how did the king of Israel hear from the Lord? Or What were his options? He could dream. God could speak to him through a dream. Using these two stones, and I don't know whatever happened to the Urim. Never heard anybody talk about that. I wonder if they still exist. Nor by prophets. Now God still uses dreams today, visions, prophets. Of course we have his word now too.
He tried all three. He wasn't hearing anything. I would be very worried. And I have been worried in my own life at times where I've sought the Lord and heard nothing. I was like, dear God. Unless I get too far off the story, there was a time, 2005, God had blessed me with a herbal supplement, a Hootia product. We got it up and running. Started to take off. And I'd been going maybe six months. Taking all the money that was coming in, putting it back in, reinvesting it, and hadn't really taken much out for myself. And then I get this uh, dreaded email from this supplier in Africa. He says, we got a problem. There's a shortage of hootia. And we're shit. We're going to run out if we don't begin to immediately invest in some farming put a farming operation together and plant this hootie. It's going to take a year, year and a half before we can get some of the, the first uh, harvest. And he basically said, you know, look, you're not going to be able to get hootie more. Unless this happens and uh, I need $150,000 wired to me this week. And he said, uh, I'll give you first dibs. If you come up with the money, invest with me, well, you'll get some hootie. If not, Whoever runs with me. And I'm like, $150,000. I don't have that laying around. And that was on top of already the high rates I was having to pay just to get Hootia. Which went from $13 a kilo and before 2004 up to about $250 a kilo for raw Hootia Gordoni powder. And I'm like, oh Lord. I'm just getting going, and now it's going to be dead. I was depressed. What am I going to do? I had to seek the Lord. And uh, I had a, an idea. There was uh, two, buddy, two, two uh, cousins. They were venture, catalyst, uh, venture capitalists. They were supplying me with my merchant account at that time. And uh, I said, I can go to the Bone Brothers, and they'll probably lend me the money. But I'm to wire this sight on the scene to this guy in Africa. Is this a Nigerian Africa, you know, scam? And I done maybe a couple shipments with a guy of the Hootia. But I know this guy, I never met him, just talked to him, emailed him. He seemed to be legit. But if I signed on that dotted line, this uh, promissory note, and he screwed me and ran away with the money, I still gotta pay every last dime off. And it wasn't gonna be done for free, I'm gonna have to pay it with interest. I didn't know what to do. I need a word from the Lord. So we went to the Lord to inquire. And there was a, a prophetess that was introduced to the conversation. And me and my brother, Damon and Tarina, our employee, ran, was the, ran the phone line for us. I'm in Panama. My brother and Tarina had the uh, operation for me in America. We had a store up in Gainesville, Georgia. Later became Omega Man Weaponry 2, and then later in 2010, I moved back from Costa Rica and turned it into Omega Man Radio. Same building. Five minutes down from Jensen Franklin's Church, Free Chapel, Gainesville, Georgia. Make a long story longer. We went to the Lord and prayer, and Trina said, I got a friend. 
Could she pray with us? Sure. And oh, by the way, she was at the dollar store and praying about the situation. The Lord spoke to her. What did he say? Hoping for some good news. Well, she can't tell you. Talking about my heart dropping, I thought, oh, God. Judgment's been pronounced on me. I'm going to be dead or something. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Well, it wasn't that, but she hadn't gotten all the download. And thankfully, <laughs> what happened is I attracted us and said, hey, Jeanette, this is Shannon. Did the Lord speak to you? Yes. But he's not finished downloading it. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good. I thought he he said I was going to die in seven days. Um, Lord have mercy. My mind was racing around. What did I do, God? Oh, Jesus, help me. She said, uh, I want you to go into the word prayer, and we're going to meet in about a week, and then uh, I'll tell you what the Lord has given me. And I did that, and the Lord spoke to me through his word. She prophesied. She said, you're going to do a contract with the Lord, and you don't take this lightly. This is contract with the Lord. You break it. Worse than making a contract with the mafia. You don't make a contract and break, break one with the Lord or the mafia. You'll pay a heavy price, more so with the Lord, the Lord of hosts. Oh, Jesus. And uh, I got a prophetic word. Lord said, don't worry. I still did the deal. Got the funding. Ended up securing some hoodie. Paid off the loan. All was well. It sure was good to hear from the Lord because I didn't know what to do. Saul's in the situation. He doesn't know what to do. Problem is, he keeps disobeying the Lord. Now the prophet Samuel's gone. He's not getting dreams. The Urim aren't working for him. And not hearing anything from the prophets. It's silence. Then said Saul unto his servants. This is the mistake he made. Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit. That means that is demon possessed. She's got a demon. Excuse me. And she's going to go into a trance, channel that demon, and it's going to speak. He needs a supernatural word. Sadly, he's going to the wrong part of the supernatural realm, going to the demonic. She's going to God. He said, find her. What is a um, what is a fortune teller or a woman or man with a familiar spirit? This is a counterfeit of the prophetic. True, true uh, servants of God that operate in the gift of prophecy or have an office of prophet or prophetess have the Holy Spirit of God. This lady had an unholy spirit. You think that this unholy spirit is going to tell the truth? He says that I may go to her. Now this is already when he's already declared it illegal. Those that have familiar spirits and the wizards, if they would find them, be put to death. And he's saying to his servants, go find me somebody, a woman, that I may inquire of her. He's been better off. to have never done this than to do what he's about to do. Even though he had not heard from the Lord, this only is going to compound his problems that much more and he's going to, it's going to kill him. It will be probably hours and he will have suicided after this. It said, And his servant said to him, Behold, there is a woman 
that hath a familiar spirit at Endor. She was a witch. We've got witches today. Did Taylor Swift admit that she was a witch? There's a rumor circulating. I'm not accusing her, but has that been validated? White witch? There's a number of actresses that are witches. Um, who is it? That Texas football um, professional. He's a quarterback. He was married to Giselle. She's a known witch. Known witch. It's an abomination. Witchcraft is an abomination. There are witches out there. They can call themselves whatever they want. White witch, black witch, blue flame witch. They're all witches. It's all an abomination. Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment. He took off his kingly garb, tried to disguise himself like a regular commoner. And he went with two men, and they came to the woman by night, and he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit. Prophesy. Give me some occult knowledge, and bring him up, whom I shall name unto thee. And the woman said unto him, Behold, thou knowest what Saul hath done, how he hath cut off those that have familiar spirits and the wizards out of the land. Why then do you lay a snare for my life to cause me to die? Saul swore to her by Jehovah, saying, As Jehovah liveth, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. Then said the woman, Whom shall I bring up unto thee? And he said, Bring me up Samuel. And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried with a loud voice. And the woman spake to Saul, saying, Why hast thou deceived me? For thou art Saul. And the king said unto her, Be not afraid. For what sawest thou? And the woman said unto Saul, I saw gods ascending out of the earth. And he said unto her, What form is he of? She said, An old man cometh up, and he's covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel. And he stooped with his face to the ground and bowed himself. And Samuel said to Saul, Why hast thou disrupted me to bring me up? Saul said, I'm sore distressed, for the Philistines make war against me, and God has departed from me, and answereth me no more neither by prophets nor by dreams. Therefore I have called thee that thou mayest make known unto me what I shall do. He truly was looking for some help, but he's making a big mistake doing it this way. Then said Samuel, Wherefore then dost thou ask of me, seeing Yahovah is departed from thee and has become thine enemy? And Yahovah hath done to him as he spake by me. For Yahovah hath rent the kingdom out of thine hand and given it to thy neighbor even to David. Because thou obeyed not the voice of Yahovah nor executed his fierce wrath upon Amalek. Therefore hath Yahovah done this thing unto thee this day. 
Folks, we can go past the point of no return. God forbid if we do. We could be turned over to a reprobate mind. There was still an opportunity for Saul to repent, but he's pushing it now. He would have lost the kingdom, but still, but God could have spared his life. Because thou obeyest not the voice of Yahovah, nor executeth his fierce wrath upon Amalek, therefore hath Yahovah done this thing unto thee this day. Moreover, Yahovah will also deliver Israel with thee into the hand of the Philistines. And tomorrow shalt thou and thy sons be with me. Tomorrow. He's hours from his death. Yahovah also shall deliver the host of Israel into the hand of the Philistines. They're going to lose tomorrow. Then Saul fell straightway all along on the earth and was sore afraid because the words of Samuel. There was no strength in him. For he had eaten no bread all the day nor all the night. And the woman came unto Saul, saw that he was sore troubled, and said to him, Behold, thine handmaid hath obeyed thy voice, and I have put my life in my hand, and have hearkened unto thy words which thou spake unto me. Now therefore I pray thee, hearken thou unto the voice of thine handmaid, and let me set a morsel of bread before thee, and eat, that you may have strength when you go on your way. But he refused and said, I will not eat. But his servants together with the woman compelled him, and he hearkened unto their voice. He listened. So he arose from the earth and sat upon the bed. And the woman had a fat calf in the house. And she hasted and killed it, took flour and kneaded it, and did bake unleavened bread thereof. He had a steak, and he had some non-bread. And she brought it before Saul and before his servants, and they did eat. Then they rose up and went away that night. That's all we're going to be able to do. God, help us not to go that far. In fact, Father God, in Jesus' name, forgive me of all my sins, known and unknown, back to the very first thought, word, deed, gesture, and action. Forgive us all where we've sinned, trespassed, committed iniquities against you. God, have mercy on us today. Guide and direct all of us where we've acted presumptuously. Forgive me, forgive us. Help us, God. Guide and direct our steps. Have your way, not mine, but thy will be done. We claim the blood of Jesus Christ for each one of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. That was 1 Samuel 28. We're going to stop now and bring on Doug Perry. Stand by as I reset. Here we go.